Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Busy Vibrant Mom Podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to a good friend of mine, Coach Ashley Carlotta. She is a coach and she does Better Health by Accountability. That is her program. She has several other coaches that she works with, but she is just an amazing friend. She is a mom of three kiddos and she and her husband, used to live in uh, California, in San Jose near me. And we met through mops and all kinds of wonderful things. But she and her husband moved to Texas. And so they are there now full time. And she is a amazing accountability health coach. So I just wanted her to speak into some of the new healthy habits that we are forming now in January. So many people jump into new healthy habits and then in a month or so find that that's too difficult and they need accountability, or maybe they're just not on the right path. And so just for you to be successful, she has so many good nuggets of wisdom. And I just had so much fun connecting with her and talking through just about health and ways that you can make it less stressful, especially as a busy working mom. So I can't wait till you hear our conversation. So let's jump in. Hi, Ashley. Hello, Michelle. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. And I love that we reconnected when we saw each other in Chicago randomly. Remember that? That was what, six months ago or something like that. I don't even know. But I was like, oh, I need to ask to be on her podcast again, because that was really fun. (laughs) It was very fun. So a little bit about me and how I got started. I never thought like I didn't write that I wanted to be a health coach when I grow up. (laughs) Little did I even know what I what a health coach was. Right. (laughs) But I had a bad body image from I mean, just the very beginning, like as young as I can remember, like I was six, I knew that I was bigger. Now looking back, I actually did grow a lot faster than my other friends and stuff. Like by the time that I was in sixth grade, I was like fully grown. I was at like the weight that I pretty much am now, like, but I didn't know that. And so I just thought that there was something wrong with me. And so even when I was six years old, I had to be in this nutcracker play 
And I was crying like the pictures of me, like I have tears like on my face because I didn't want to go out because I had to wear a leotard and tights. And I already knew that like, I just felt uncomfortable. And then just throughout the years, I, I had a bad body image. I was always a little bit overweight in my teen years is when I started dabbling with dieting. We also those slim fast commercials. I begged my mom to get them for me. But I had no concept of what fueling my body actually went. And, and honest, quite honestly, that wasn't even my goal at the time. My goal at the time was only to lose weight. And what I knew is that it was calories in and calories out. So as long as I had my slim fast shake in the morning, my slim fast shake for lunch, then I knew that I had room to have like basically almost a whole pizza or a half of a pizza. You know what I mean? Like none of it made sense. I was just doing what I thought that I needed to do. And at the same time, I didn't want to miss out on food. So I was like, okay, well, if I restrict myself enough, then I can have this in the evening. Anyway. So I would always be on this cycle. I, I would lose weight and then I would gain it back and I would lose it again. And then I would gain it back. And that went on like even through my twenties and stuff. And man, once I was driving and I was going through drive-thrus and stuff for me, it was always all or nothing. I was being really in quotes, I was being really good and really mindful and basically really restrictive. Or it was like, I'm going to go to McDonald's for breakfast. Then I'm going to go to Jack in the box for lunch. Like there was just none of it made sense. So struggled, struggled, struggled. When I got pregnant with my first, with my son, I was 26 and I was already probably about 15 pounds overweight at the time. I gained 50 pounds with him. I felt awful absolutely awful. And I think that's why looking back, I'm like, I hated pregnancy so much, but really what it was is I just had no self-control. And also I had been, you know, in my early twenties, I had been drinking quite a bit with my friends and stuff. So it was, I was one of the first out of my friends to get pregnant. So then now all of a sudden I'm not drinking the way that I was. So then I was like, well, I'm just going to eat. I'll just eat. I'll just join you. <laughs> I'll get some nachos while y'all get another beer, whatever that was. So I was over 200 pounds after I had him it took me a lot to like lose weight. Cause again, I still had no concept of actually what my body needed. I just was counting my calories. Then after I had my second daughter again, I had gained weight again and stuff. And so I finally got to the point, like, you know, when you just, I think for me, it was rock bottom in the sense that I just felt so bad about myself and about my body. And then you're breastfeeding and you're got rolls all over the place and you're sweating. <laughs> Like, I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. And I want to get this down. So for the first time in my life, I started studying what macro nutrients were so that I could understand what my body actually needed to like maintain muscle mass and strength training wasn't even anything that I had ever done. I grew up dancing. And so it was always about cardio, cardio, cardio. And that's what I enjoyed. So I just, I got some dear friends to come alongside me. And I think for the first time, I started to be vulnerable about how I felt about my body. Cause for me, for the longest time, it was all just like an inward thing. And I would, I was discouraged and I would beat myself up. And I would probably, I would talk to my husband about it a little bit, but he was like, dude, you're fine. Stop. Just stop worrying about it. Nobody cares. I'm like, no, but I care. So I started losing weight slowly, but steadily at the same time for the first time in my mind, I was like, I am not going to do this quickly. I'm going to take my time and I'm going to do it the quote unquote right way, which I didn't know what that was before. So 
fast forward. I mean, we can talk about a bunch of different habits and like things that you can do to do that. But I got down to my goal weight for the first time in my mm-hmm. life, like something that felt very good for me. I'm five, four between 135 and 140 is where I feel good. I feel strong. I feel like I'm not restricting too much. And so I actually maintained that in the first time for, of my life for like two years, which was very long for me. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So we decided to have another baby, which it was my decision too. And it was planned and all of that stuff. And after when I was trying to lose weight after that, and I will say I exercised through my whole pregnancy at that time, I did a much better job, but I knew exactly what I needed to do to get back to where I wanted to be. But what was missing for me was the accountability. And so that's how this all came to fruition because at the time it was like, okay, well, okay, Monday, I'm going to get on it Monday. Cause you do, you have to be consistent to get where you need to be. And then so there was always something else coming on. So I decided to post my weight loss journey. I'll call it fat loss journey. Cause it is fat loss that I wanted to lose, not just weight. And I posted my food. I posted my workouts. I was drinking my water. And at first the account was private And then people started asking me questions and were like, you should share this. I was weighing in on Wednesdays. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to make this public. I even did like my before post, uh, my before pictures. And so having that accountability, having eyes on me, having people know that like, all right, Wednesday, she's going to weigh in. And they probably weren't looking at it as closely as I thought they were looking at it, but I had people cheering me on and people started asking me, what are you doing? What diet are you doing? And so I started helping people like by seriously just holding them accountable and having eyes on them and having them text me every day. What are you eating? All right. When are you going to get your workout in? How much water are you drinking? And I just found that there's really something to this for women. We need support. And that's how better health by accountability came around. And this is what I do full time. Now I have clients all literally all over the world that I'm coaching to just live a healthier, better lifestyle And it's really fun because I'm actually doing something and helping people that I know that I struggled with for so long. So once they get a a hold of it and they're able to do it on their own, it's very empowering for them. That's huge. That's huge that you took that struggle that was so difficult and now are able to understand people in that sphere, in that place right now, because you're like, I was there. I had all those spots, right? right? And now you can totally help people. Because I bet as you were sharing, as you said, people are coming in and like, wait, how are you doing this? What are you doing? And so you just, that was, I love how it was very organic. Like It was very organic. Yeah. This is just what and I'm people, doing. Well, they want, usually they want a quick fix, right? Everybody does still to this day, like more diets and more diets and do this and intermittent fast and do keto and do this. And so they just assume that if somebody is seeing progress, that they're doing something that's kind of like restrictive and maybe like no sugar and no carbs. And so I think it was actually kind of nice for people to see, oh no, she's eating like real food. Like she's eating balanced meals and she'll still have a piece of cake and she'll still have a glass of wine. And look, she's still seeing progress. And I think that that was just fun for them to see. And like, Ooh, this is like a little bit of a new, even though it's not a new way of doing things, most don't go into like a diet taking that approach. Right. Right. I think that's huge. Our culture often, you know, is everything's quick fix, right? You get things immediately. You order something online, it arrives at your house in two days. And so it is really hard in dieting or in eating healthy to like look more to the long run. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lose 50 pounds like tomorrow. 
I'm working towards this goal. I think that's huge. Yeah. And making it so that it doesn't have to be some kind of race. I know sometimes we'll put things on ourselves like, okay, I'm going to be in my son's wedding in, you know, this many months or this or that. But when you do that to yourself, it's really hard to stay consistent. If you already don't have that discipline in place for once, but if you're restricting too much, but you still know that like, okay, I have to do this in three months. Like it's, it's just hard. Like, I mean, no, this podcast is for like busy, busy working moms and stuff, but we have to give ourselves grace because let me tell you, like, I can think that my day is going to go a certain way and we know how quickly that can change at the drop of a hat. And you need to be prepared if maybe you weren't able to make that meal you thought you were going to do if you do end up in the drive-thru or if you end up grabbing takeout or like, hey, you know what? Everyone fend from themselves. Everyone's having cereal tonight. Like what can mom have that's still going to be like, oh, I actually still did a fine job today. It's fine. Because not everything is going to go to plan. So true. So true. And some days, as you said, you're like, we had just got people home from sports. People are finishing homework. I did have this meal I was going to prep and I totally forgot. What are we going to do? You know, as you said, it's a cereal night or it's like, what do we have in the fridge? Yeah. So what I do for my clients is they send me pictures of everything that they're eating throughout the day. And so that way I can help them stay on somewhat of a schedule. And when things do come up that are out of the norm, it's like, okay, Ashley, well, how would you approach this? Or actually, okay, I'm going out with my girlfriends tonight. You know, I'm a little bit nervous and I'll be like, okay, we don't need to be nervous. We're going to go into this. We're going to set our intentions ahead of time. Sometimes they'll send me the menu of where they're going, or I'll just give them, you know, a little bit of advice. Okay. Let's look for lean proteins. Let's make sure that we're getting the vegetable in, but I don't want you to feel like you can't partake in something that, you know, your friends are getting. Maybe they're getting some bruschetta on the table. Maybe they're sharing a bottle of wine. Maybe you want to have a Coke because you haven't had one all week. That's okay. Like I want to remove that fear of having to be perfect all the time and know that like, as it's what you're doing most of the time that matters throughout your week. And so we can plan for that. We can set our intentions and everything, but if it goes a little haywire, that's okay because you can still see progress. If you're not being hundred percent perfect, I promise I am not perfect at all. I make a lot of like little mistakes and stuff, but you just get back up like the next meal or the next decision you make you think about it and you pause. And that's how you continue to keep it going, to keep the ball rolling. I love that. And especially of like, because I think that's why so many diets fail is because you're holding yourself to such a high accountability Mm -hmm. level of like, I'm not going to eat any of this. I'm only going to eat this. And you deprive yourself. And then your willpower breaks down because you only have so much willpower. And you're like, but I'm going out with my friends and I would really like to have this. And then you end up going overboard or not thinking, as you said, about your intentions beforehand, like, okay, I'm going to go and they'll probably have a, have a bottle of wine. Okay. So what am I going to eat with that? And just thinking through that, I think beforehand is huge. Right. And then as far as workouts go, like, okay, so we're getting close to the end of January here. Right. And I know a lot of people set themselves up and they have this plan and they're going to get it in place and they're going to do better this year and this and that. And they, you know, I'm going to drink a hundred ounces of water, whatever it is that your goals were my busiest months in health coaching. When people come is in February and March, because that's when a lot of people have said, well, crap. 
I literally have hardly done anything and here we are. And so now I actually, maybe I actually do need support. Now there are people who have like that willpower bone and like all the things, but there's a lot of us that don't like, I don't, I did this like study one time and somebody was like looking at my different signs and stuff. And I don't know how much I actually believe in all of that, but she basically was saying that based on my personality and my sign and this and that, she's like, you actually don't have that willpower. And it makes sense because every time I was like, all right, I'm going to pull up my bootstraps and I'm going to do it this time. That's why I need to have a support system around me to hold me accountable. Whether that's me telling my husband, I'm going to do something or planning out my meals for the week or making sure that I have that friend that's going to meet me at the gym, constantly getting people in my corner to keep me on track. And so a lot of my clients are missing that support. And again, they think it needs to be all or nothing. They think that they need to do really well with their eating. Plus all of a sudden they're going to input these hour workouts. Like we'll call it four times a week or something like that. And you get to the third week of January and you're like, this is really hard. And so I like to backpedal a little bit and be like, hold on. If you said you were going to get up every morning at 5am and get your workout in, you know, before you go to work, but you've only done that like two times. Why don't we try something a little different? Why don't we try doing that on like a Wednesday, for example? And once you like can accumulate those weeks of like, okay, on Wednesdays, I'm getting up at five or five 30. I'm getting that workout in. I can check that box off instead of being like, I'm going to do it every single day. Right. And maybe that means that you come home from work and you get a 15 minute short strength training workout in, you feel successful. You can check off that to-do box instead of feeling like there's just no way I'm going to get that 45 minute workout in before I make dinner or after dinner, or I'm tired, or this came up with the kids and stuff. It just, it's going to empower you the more that you stick to these like small goals rather than making these huge goals. And then you don't end up finishing all of them. And then you feel disappointed in yourself. You feel down, you hit your pillow at night and you're like, God, I just, I just don't think I can do this. And I'm telling you that you can do this. You just need to really incorporate these smaller things instead of the big things all at once, because it's really hard to do that, especially with all the balls that we have in the air as busy working moms. And you do, I like to tell people that I like that ball, that health ball to be almost like a glass ball. Like that really is not something that you can afford to drop, but how can you delicately serve that realm of everything else that you're doing in your life so that you can feel confident and successful without feeling like, well, crap, now I'm just not going to do anything, you know, and I'm just going to go back to what I was doing before because this is really hard. Does that make sense? Right. I've heard it before of like one person was saying, when you start a new habit or something, be okay with, you can skip the habit one time, but you can't skip it twice. That gives you the range of like, okay, I'm going to drink my water every day. And then one day you don't drink enough water and you're like, okay, today wasn't such a good water day. Tomorrow's going to be better because I can't skip two days in a row. Mm -hmm. Or the same with the gym. If you're like, okay, today. I'm just, I just can't go. It just didn't work, but I'm not going to skip tomorrow. Yeah. I really, really like that. But you know what that takes though, that takes giving yourself grace and that takes being in the right mindset of 
I can do this. And again, setting yourself up with those like affirmations, those scriptures, whatever it is you need. If you're like, you know what? I'm even going to tell my friend that she needs to like pump me up every day. All right, Ashley, you can do this, right? Because if you don't have that, it's so easy to just spiral backward into your same cycle. And I have clients all the time who start this and they might have like a little bit of a rough week. They might be feeling down. They might be feeling FOMO a little bit because they might've gone out to dinner and been like, you know what? I wasn't able to get the normal things that I normal get. And I'm always like, you can, but maybe you need to share a salad with somebody instead and have a little bit of that. You know what I mean? Like, don't just think I can't, I can't, I can't. It's more about what you can add in to what you're doing. And you have to speak kindly to yourself. And I know a lot of us aren't, but anyways, what I was saying is sometimes my clients will start and they're like a weekend or whatever. And then they'll start asking me, okay, so do you think I should do the intermittent fasting or, okay, I think what I want to do is just cut out all sugar from my life. You know what I mean? They, they automatically get into like, okay, I think I'm going to cut this or I'm going to cut that. And I'm like, that's not what it is that it's going to help you. I'm telling you that the more you practice creating balanced meals that sustain you throughout your day and eating on somewhat of a schedule so that you don't get to that drop where then you do make bad decisions. That's what you need to focus on. Not what you can cut out, but what you can add in. I mean, maybe you haven't had a vegetable in two weeks. (laughs) You can remember. I hope that's not the case for most of us, but that does happen to a lot of us. You just get out of the habit of having them. So maybe that's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to focus on adding a vegetable to my dinners. Maybe you didn't add one to your breakfast and lunch, but maybe you could just choose that one small thing. Maybe instead of having like your afternoon coffee, you can say, you know what? I'm going to switch it out to like a sparkling water and see how I feel. A lot of times we think we need caffeine, but really what we might need to do is just go take a little walk. You know, now I know it's raining and it's cold in a lot of areas and that's where we can start to feel a little bit down too. I highly suggest getting like a walking pad if you can, because I know for me, like sometimes when I feel like, you know what, I've been sitting a lot today and I haven't had a chance to go to the gym and it's cold outside and now it's nighttime. There's nothing I like better than being like, you know what? I think I'm just going to go put my AirPods in and I'm just going to go for a little walk. And that gives you like just that little boost of energy to be like, I'm going to make it through. I'm going to make it through the day. I'm not going to go and get like my normal whole Chick-fil-A thing just because I'm feeling a little bit down and I'm going to start again tomorrow, right? That whole starting again tomorrow. We all do it, but we need to be able to pause and change in the moment a little bit better rather than waiting until the next time to restart again. Yeah. What is a walking pad? Oh, girl. Okay. (laughs) It is a smaller version of a treadmill. So I know a lot of us like don't want to have like this big bulky treadmill in our house. And granted, a lot of times they're very expensive too. a walking pad. I mean, you can literally get one on Amazon anywhere from like probably $1.99 to, I mean, they're upwards of like $6.99. It just kind of depends on like, sometimes brands do that. Right. But there's nothing wrong with the ones that are like a little bit less expensive. So I think you can mostly go up to five miles an hour. So it's not for running like far distances or anything. It's literally, it's what, it's those paths that people have a lot of times too at their standing desks. And you can be walking like while you're typing or on a call or stuff like that. Those are like 
the new craze. It, they're amazing. And I know not everybody can, you know, afford one or have space for them or whatever, but the one that I have, like you can actually push under your bed and then take it back out if you want to. And I got mine on marketplace. So no shame in the used game. So awesome. I, yeah, I'm really big on those. That's awesome. Especially, well, I guess maybe here I'm like, Oh, I just go walk outside. <laughs> Cause we don't have, you know, we don't have snow and most of the time it's not raining in yeah. winter, of course, it's kind of cold at like 5 a.m. But yeah. I know you're like, oh, my gosh, it's 50 degrees. What am I going to do in California? So that is so cool. No. So and I used to live for everyone listening. I used to live in California. Man, I miss I do. I miss the weather because right now, I mean, it's like snow flurries here in Texas. It gets cold and it's not even near as cold as like other places in the country, but I am a huge baby. So that's why I got it because, and in the summers, the summers here in Texas, that was another whole thing we could talk about, but it's hot. And so you don't want to go out for a while, although we have a puppy now. So I kind of just have to like go out anyway, but it was just another way for me to be like, I don't need an excuse. If I haven't gotten movement in today, like I'm probably just going to like watch some TV later. So just put it on in my bedroom and walk, you know, and get away from my kids. That's <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just love that idea, especially for, as you said, like people who are living in Texas or who are like in Minnesota and it's Alaska. like Alaska, <laughs> like hey, North Dakota, anywhere, you know, that you have tons of crazy weather and snow and you're like, I just can't get out today or I'm not going to drive to the gym. I'm going to skid all over the road. So just to have like a little extra, like that walking pad, I like that idea that it just slides under your bed. Like, you know, a treadmill is so bulky and then people don't use it and they throw all their clothes on top of it. And just Oh like, yeah. Yeah. No, they do throw their clothes all over it and all of that too. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of times many of us don't have it. I mean, we don't have an excuse for why we're not doing it other than we're just not doing it. I mean, I have clients that call me all the time or I'm on the phone with and they're like, okay, so I have a membership to, you know, F45 or whatever. And I have this like Pilates punch card pass and I do have an elliptical at home and I have this, they're like, I'm like, you have no excuse, do you? And they're like, no, I just need accountability. Like I need somebody to check in on me. And so that's why I have like, my programs are very, very personalized. Some people are really good at working out, but they're terrible. I shouldn't say terrible. They're just very inconsistent with their nutrition and they need help with that. And they need guidance around it and stuff like that. Right. So I have, (laughs) I, yeah, I mean, we all have our thing, right? So I can just do nutrition accountability. I can just do fitness accountability for somebody who's like, I eat really good, but like, I don't move my body at all. Like a lot of times, and now a lot of us have trackers, some of us don't, but I mean, I'll talk to women who have literally like, they look at their Apple watch and they've had like 1500 steps for the entire day. And that's just not enough movement. We need to move more like as a culture and stuff. And again, I think we put pressure on ourselves to think that we need to do this big thing, but really we just need to be moving more, even if that, and it's, it all just comes back down to intentionality and getting up and doing it, you know, and maybe even stretching a little bit more, whatever that looks like. But I really like to hit all the parts of health. Sometimes you need to skip that workout because you've gotten horrible sleep. I would rather you choose sleep. So there's just, there's so many different things. And a lot of us are in 
what I guess we would call dead end jobs. Right. And I know for some reason that we have to stay there and we have to stay there for years and it's very unfortunate, but I mean, I've had clients go through like complete job changes because they've realized this literally is the thing that's killing me. This is what's killing me. It's making it so that I can't prioritize my health and I keep making excuses for this job that's not going to be there when I'm on my deathbed. You know what I mean? That's right. not going to be the thing the that matters. Making me happy. Yeah. So sometimes I think we just stay stuck in these situations for a really long time. And I extend tremendous grace for people who are in these situations that they're in sometimes that they can't get out of for a long time, but let's try our best to see if there's other things that we can do so that we can get our health up a little bit more on the priority list. And that goes for stay at home moms who are homeschooling their kids and they're doing all the things for the family. I have a client right now. She's from a very cultural family where it's like, she is a working mom and she also does everything in the home. Her husband doesn't help her. And so that's not, I mean, sometimes I can have those conversations where it's like, all right, well, let's get him to step up more. But oftentimes there are situations where that's just not really going to happen depending on the culture and depending on how women are in the family and stuff like that. So something has to give there. If you are literally working all the time and you don't have any time for yourself, like you are going to completely crash and burn. And then what, if you didn't invest in your health, what do you have left? What do you have left? And what's your family going to do without you? If you are like all of a sudden in the the hospital or you're on a ton of medication and you know, so I just like people to think about that thoroughly where they are now while you have the time and while you have so many more years to live use it wisely. And again, I I don't want it to be all or nothing. Cause as soon as you think like, Oh shit, I got to turn my whole life around, you know, that's just not the way that's, that's not practical, but what can you do today to just be a little bit more mindful and a little bit better? I love that. Yeah. It's a, it's about those little steps, but it's also about like writing those steps down or keeping accountable with those so that you're not like all or nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many health like steps and habits. I almost feel like I was going to do a month challenge of every day, starting a new little habit, like drink water the first day or the second day, start working out. Cause I already work out. So it's not a problem, Like you know, but there seems there's like eat early. There's like, you know, all the little things. So I almost feel like you need a, like a month to start little habits Yeah. Just then you keep those going. And every day you just add on like another little habit, like right. Your food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And a lot of times, like as much as I don't want calorie counting and macro counting to be a forever thing, I've had people come to me and said, I've been doing this for 10 years and you know, I'm not seeing changes or this or that. And little did they know that they actually didn't have the right calorie and macro (laughs) numbers, which I can assign to them. But I do think that there's huge education in logging for a little while. And that can give you insight to how much protein you're getting, how many carbs you're getting. Some women are getting not nearly enough carbs while some are going way over than they think they were. They're like, it's fine. I didn't have that much. I'm like, oh, well, do you know how many carbs is in that? You know, and even just healthy fat, like 
fat is not bad. There are healthy fats, but we can go over that to the extent where it's like, okay, you're using too much fat in your diet. And so that's why you're not seeing results either because even healthy fats have higher calories. So you're eating avocados and oils and nuts and all of these things that are good for you. But if they're in excess, you're not going to see results because you're consuming too many calories. Right. Right. I think it's, it's huge just to have somebody to walk through that with, or to be like, as you said, somebody accountable, but also that you're like, I don't know how to do macros instead of that's like one more thing you have to figure out on your day in between like a thousand other things and you're busy and you don't end up ever figuring out macros or why should I be eating healthy fats or, you know, any other health question you might have, you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. So then you just don't answer it. (laughs) But to have somebody to be able to text and be like, what is this? It's huge. Well, and also just to have somebody who one has walked through it before, but two can really remind you why you're doing this. One of my clients was going out to dinner this last weekend and she's like, okay, this is what I normally order. Would it be okay to get this or should I get something else? You know? And so what the meal was, it was like a gnocchi with like a heavy cream sauce and like this brisket. I think it was like a braised brisket type meat or something that comes with it. And I was like, all right, girl, this is a very high caloric meal. So I know it's something that you're used to enjoying before, and I want you to be able to have a little bit of it, but if you'd feel like you need to have that so that you don't feel deprived, that's fine. But can you take half maybe even three fourths of it home and like order something else, like, you know, maybe salmon and veggies. And, you know, she was going with a group of people. So I'm like, you just got to figure out how you can kind of share things. I know like my friends and I very much try to be like, all right, I want some of that, but I know I shouldn't have like that whole, whatever fettuccine Alfredo or whatever that looks like. So like, how can I balance this out to where I feel like I got some really good tastes of stuff. So I did have to remind her because she was like, see, these are situations where I just feel I feel deprived and, you know, like I'm not able to eat what I want, but it's like, well, what do you want? Do you want this high decadent meal or do you want to feel better in your own skin and in your body and continue to seeing progress? Cause you weren't doing that before you weren't seeing progress before and here your weight was going up, up, up. So you do, yeah, it just, I help them like sit in that and be like, what is it that you want? You wouldn't be here. You wouldn't, be talking to me if you were like super happy about like your body and the way things were going. Right. And so she, right. and, you know, and she immediately was like, Oh my God, you're totally right. But that's what I'm here for. And my coaches who also help with this, it's to be that tough love, but encourager at the same time. And to be like, you're not going to be happy with yourself if you have that whole thing, you know? And if she, if she had, you know, that doesn't mean that that takes away from like how good she had been for that whole week. Right. Like even like it, again, it's what you do most of the time that matters. So like there could be a point where she could order that and it would be totally fine, but that's usually not until you get to like maintenance when you are actively wanting to see losses like throughout the week and stuff. And you sign up for a program like this, you do have to be pretty consistent and that's where the support comes in. Yeah. I love that idea of like, you do, if this is what you're, if this is your why, then you need to kind of make those steps towards it. Right. Right. Yeah. So we kind of talked through a lot of really good points about, 
you know, New Year's and the fact of like doing too much, setting too much as your goal, speaking kindly to yourself, being intentional, kind of what you can add in, not what you can cut out, being mindful of just different health pieces like sleep and movement and tracking your food and healthy eating. And also, as we mentioned, just reminding yourself about your why. What other really impactful or words of advice would you have for busy moms who, as you said, are like trying to do it all and doing all the things and then like, oh, by the way, it's midnight and I like haven't taken care of myself. Right. Well, that's what's hard. And so I do think planning is key. And I know not everybody is a planner. I know even for myself, I'm more of an on the fly, spontaneous kind of girl. So planning has definitely been a discipline for me, but I have my planner. I have it right here and I'll just write a couple of things that I definitely want to accomplish, not for anybody else, but myself. Now I know there's all those other things that we need to do, but like even if it's 15 minutes of reading, which might not feel like it's that good for your health, but it is. Sometimes if that's something that's important to you, you know, I'll write, get my workout in, get my 15 minutes of reading in. And then if everything else goes off the wayside, well, and sometimes it does, but usually it doesn't. Usually you are able to take that time. I always say that like, consider your workout like a meeting with yourself. And if that means that you had planned to do a 30 minute workout, but you really have figured that you're only going to have time to do a little bit, do the little bit instead of scratching the whole thing. And if you are one of those people that are on the go a lot, if you are one of those people that you're working in the office all the time, do your best to do a little bit of meal prepping. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a million dishes. I promise. Cause I know that that can be very overwhelming. That's something that I can help my clients with too, is just easy balanced meals that still taste good that you can take along with you most of the time, of course, and having snacks too. Like if you were going to take your little kids, like to run errands, let's say you had a bunch to do and you're going to be gone for three hours you would not leave the house without their water, right? This is another thing is like back in the day, we didn't drink water. (laughs) Like my mom did not bring water, but what we did have was juice. And I think that that was one of those things that contributed to like weight gain in a lot of kids back then, because I was drinking like literally apple juice every meal. Anyway, that was a side note. You also wouldn't leave without snacks for them. And because you know, as soon as they crash, It's hell for everyone, right? But we need to treat ourselves the same way. It's thinking, all right, I think I'm going to be gone for a while. So I'm going to make sure that I have some snacks in place, whether that's like some nuts or beef jerky or an apple or a protein bar or whatever. Just have some stuff in your purse or in your little Lululemon bag that everyone's carrying around. Take your Stanley with you, fill it up. And make sure that you don't get to that point where you feel unsuccessful and tired and sad. And now you're, you know, you're going to go to Starbucks for the umpteenth time that week and get like that high latte because, you know, high sugar latte because you're tired. All of those little things add up. They add up. And the more that you practice this, the easier it gets. 
I think that's a huge advice. The more you practice it, or as you said, plan ahead. And you're right. When our kiddos were so little, we'd never go to the park and be like, okay, fend for yourself. I think we'll probably around noon and hopefully we'll all be good. You knew it was every like a disaster. Right. <laughs> yeah. You always have like snacks or water. Even now, my kids still, they're 10, 12 and 13. And I need to make sure I have water in the car because they'll forget their water or they won't have it filled up and then they'll want mine or have a snack when I'm going to go pick them up after school or after, especially after sports, they need like a snack before dinner, like some apples, a granola bar, like something to get them because they're like hangry Mm -hmm. to just get them to the next step. Yeah, I know even last night because my husband kind of still has that mentality of like, after dinner, you're done or whatever. And I don't know, which is funny because he probably won't listen to this. So I can talk a little bit smack. He's probably not going to be done. He's probably going to have something later, but we also are staying up later. Right. But even last night, my son, he had had basketball practice and he had like a little bit of ice cream or whatever when he got home and he's like, I'm still hungry. And Chris is like, it's bedtime. And I'm like, just, it's fine. You can just make a pe- like a piece of toast with peanut butter or something. Like they are moving, like they really are moving probably a lot more than we are, you know? So like to be mindful of that too, that a lot of times when they say they're hungry, now I know a lot of times when they say they're hungry, they're just bored. But for the most part, like they do need a lot of calories when your kids are in a lot of sports and stuff like that. So they're looking to us. Well, I shouldn't say they're looking to us for guidance. They probably don't want our guidance, but we are responsible for giving it to them and they're seeing what you're doing. So if you are that mom who is on a diet right now and like drinking broth for dinner, like they're going to wonder why, like as the times add up, why you're not eating what they're eating for dinner. Now there are times when I will eat something else and I'll make them macaroni and cheese or whatever. Oftentimes it's if we've had like a crazy busy night and stuff. There are times, I'm not saying that there aren't times for that, but for the most part, like try to eat, as a family. And if you're not eating as a family, you still should be able to eat the same meal. Does that make sense? Like moms, you don't need to be eating something different than your family because when you're on a diet, like it really is our responsibility to get this right, to teach our kids how to eat correctly, like in the long term. you know, obesity is only becoming a greater factor and not even just obesity, but just heart conditions and just eating crappy. And so we got to try to change the cycle as best as we can and teach them. And if you're not educated on what your body needs and you're just winging it, whether it's me or anybody else, I just really, really suggest that you get some guidance and start getting in some better habits, especially as we're getting in our thirties, forties, fifties, like there's no better time than to do it. I mean, I have 70 year old clients that start with me too. And there's, it's never too late but just don't, don't wait. Like, don't wait if you need help with this and you want to get a grasp on it. And if you want to feel better sooner than later. I love that. I love that. So just don't wait. <laughs> Call Ashley. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, so where can people find you if they're like, okay, I don't want to wait. I need some help. It's the end of January and almost February and I've already off the wagon. Yeah. Well, I get it. Like, this is like a relationship, right? Like my clients really do become my friends because I'm in contact with them all the time. So with that said, 
when you go on my website at Better Health by Accountability, you can do a three-day trial, like just to get to know me. Like I'll send you meal ideas to your email. I'll send you a workout to do. Like you can kind of just kind of see what being held accountable is all about. So definitely sign up for that three-day trial. Then we can go from there. We can get on a call. We can talk about where your struggles are, where your concerns are, and just see what the best fit would be for you as far as length of time, level of support, what you need. And we can go through there. But whenever you reach out to inquire about our accountability services, I can promise you that you won't be sold into something because I made that mistake in the very beginning of this because I was very excited and I would like influence people to sign up. And I found that I did not have the best clients when doing so because they weren't actually ready to be held accountable. You do have to be ready to make that switch and be like, all right, I'm going to do this. I need eyes on me and I'm going to stay consistent for the first time in a long time and go from there. I love how you have that trial of like, let's just see, like, if you're in a hard spot, like, let's just try this out. Maybe this helps you. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's, and I'm sure you're able to kind of weed through clients too of like, this works really well for this person. Yeah. Let's work together or no, this didn't really work for you. Like go do try something else that works better for you. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Especially if people have different mindsets about nutrition and stuff, it does have to kind of, you know, it has to fuse together and it has to feel good, but I do hang out on Instagram a lot at better health by accountability. So if you just want to see what we're up to, I post stuff that I'm eating. I post really healthy habits and different things that you can do and make and just mindset quotes and all of that. So even if you're not trying to lose weight or anything like that, it can still just be an inspiring account for you to just be encouraged and stay on it. Stay healthy. I love it. I love that. That It's not an all or nothing, that it's tiny steps. And even if you jump off the bandwagon one day, it doesn't mean you need to be walking and you're off the bandwagon (laughs) ever. You can hop back on the next day. It's okay. Yeah. No, it totally is okay. And the women that I help the most, I think are the ones who have been on and off and on and off. And, you know, they're like, I'm just tired. I'm tired of being on and off. So let's like actually stay consistent for a certain amount of time. And then once you have built on these small habits, you can do it on your own without retracting and going back to the way that you were. That's huge. Huge. Oh, well, thank you for stopping by and for helping so many people. I know it's just a lifeline to have somebody else that they can reach out to and hold hands and be like, I don't know what to do. Can you help? So yeah, that's what it is. It's holding hands. Well, thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that. And thanks for your time today and keep doing what you're doing. You know, sometimes when I get your newsletters, like you literally make me be like, I can do a laundry real quick. You're right. It's like all, it's all those like little habits. Like, no, I can totally do this. Like, yes, I feel overwhelmed. There's so much laundry in there, but I'm just going to go, I'm going to set my timer for 10 minutes and I'm going to fold some of it. And I'm actually going to put some away. <laughs> so thank you for what you're doing also. Oh, you're so sweet. All right. Well, have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. And I'll talk to you soon. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. 
If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com, and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses, or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 